Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly, your source of news and information for the project finance, energy, and infrastructure sectors globally. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Today is Monday, April 4th. This week's news seems heavily focused on the digital and oil and gas sectors, so let's get into it. Fiber company Pavlov Media has closed on a preferred equity investment transaction with Macquarie Asset Management. Pavlov Media primarily provides broadband services to multi-dwelling units under bulk agreements with those landlords. The company currently focuses on off-campus student housing and serves 800 MDU buildings, which have over 275,000 beds across more than 150 markets in the U.S. and Canada. Pavlov connects these buildings to its national backbone through its owned last-mile fiber network of third-party circuits. MAM's investment will allow Pavlov to continue the construction of fiber infrastructure in existing and new markets, expand the company's MDU market presence, and accelerate the fiber-to-the-home initiatives. Pavlov was advised by Lazard and Hogan Lovell's Macquarie Asset Management, was served by Morgan Lewis and Kirkman Ellis. Also in data centers in the Americas, Connectus has agreed to acquire 11 data centers across six countries in the Americas from European data center operator Naviax. Actus will be the new owner of the data centers in the Americas based in Brazil, Chile, Mexico, Peru, Argentina, and a small exposure in the U.S. The 11 locations have a combined IT load capacity of 23 megawatts with the potential to expand. Asterion Industrial Partners acquired Telefonica's data center assets four years ago and will continue to own, operate, and grow the Air European assets. The assets were originally built by Telefonica for both their own operations and for their clients, and the company remains an anchor tenant under a long-term contract. BBVA, Pinheiro Nieto Avogados, and Link Leaders advise Actis in this transaction. And just as an update in terms of events for Proximo, we do have an upcoming uh, Digital Infrastructure Americas event, which covers both the U.S. and Latin America. Coming up, it runs alongside our larger Uh, Financing America's Infrastructure, which takes place uh, later this year. It'll be May 23rd and 24th in Nashville, Tennessee. Very excited about it. Feel free to give it a check on our website. Moving on and into um, Latin America, Shell has signed a 20-year sales and purchase agreement to offtake an additional 1.1 million metric tons a year of liquefied natural gas from the third train of Mexico's Pacific planned Sogaro Energia LNG export facility. Shell has a previous agreement signed in July of 2022 for 2.6 million tons per year from the first two liquefaction trains from the LNG export project, while the latest deal was for the LNG from a planned third train. Privately held Mexico Pacific has yet to commercially sanction Sogaro Energia, which would be built in the Sea of Cortez in Puerto Libertad, Mexico, and use U.S. feed gas to produce LNG. The project would have a capacity of 14.1 million tons per year when all three liquefaction trains are constructed. In February, Mexico Pacific signed two 20-year deals with an ExxonMobil affiliate for a total of 2 million tons per year. Including the latest Shell deal, Mexico Pacific said it now has long-term agreements covering more than half of the three-train production capacity. Moving further south in Latin America to Peru, sponsors of the Chanque Multipurpose Port Project in Peru, Caso Shipping Ports and Vulcan Compañía Minera, 
have signed a $975 million 15-year project finance facility for the scheme. The deal is a pathfinder for Peru, the country's first privately owned port for public use, and like most pathfinders, has had a long gestation since first seeking debt in 2019. The project loan is structured via borrowing vehicle, Coso Shipping Ports, Chungke, Peru, and is being provided by Bank of China, Bank of Communications Co., China Mishang Banking Corp., Shanghai Pilot Free Trade Zone Branch, and Shanghai Rural Commercial Bank. The deal includes a highly tailored collateral package covering shares of CSP Shanghai in all assets pledge and accounts pledge, land and concession mortgage, and direct agreements with project contractors. Garigas Peru, Mayor Brown, and Appleby provided lender counsel with Holman Fenwick, Willen, and Payet Ray Cravoy Perez Avogados acting for the borrower. Moving from Latin America and into Europe, more details have emerged on the recent Alpen Glasfer Fiber to the Home financing in Austria, sponsored by Meridium and Deutsche Telekom subsidiary Magenta Telekom. Um, Aspen Gasfar will invest 1 billion euro to connect more than 650,000 Austrian households and businesses to high-speed fiber to the home by end of 2030. Aspen Fesser will build the networks, while Magenta Telecom will pro- market the products and services for end customers. Signed on the 17th of March, the debt backing the project totals 417.5 million euro, split between a 412.5 million seven-year term loan and a 5 million euro seven-year RCF. The lender lineup comprises Unicredit Bank Austria, who's also the financial advisor, with 105 million euro take on the term loan and sole provider of the RCF is KFW IPEX Bank with 100 million. La Bank Postal at 75 million, Erste Group at 550 million, uh, Natixis at 80 million and Hypono Landis Bank at 7.5 million euro. Clifford Chance and Binder Gossen provided lender counsel and Freshfield Brookhouse Derringer with Wolf Thies acted for the borrower. Moving from Austria to Germany, syndication is in progress for the 4.6 billion euro financing of Fiberco's Fiber to the Home Network in Germany. We are pulling a lot of fiber this week, according to sources close to the financing. Fiberco is a 50-50 joint between uh, Vodafone and Altice and will roll out the wholesale fiber network at around 7 million households. Around 80% of the rollout will consist of large housing associations in Vodafone's existing hybrid fiber cable network footprint, and the remaining 20% will be outside Vodafone's current customer base. Now, the debt raised is wholly underwritten by SockGen and several other banks. The debt consists of a committed tranche and an uncommitted accordion. Now, a source did note to our reporter that the committed tranche is in the region of 2 billion less than the 4.6 billion total debt figure, meaning that the committed tranche could be roughly 2.6 billion. The deal is structured as a hard mini perm with a tenor of between five and seven years. Linklaters is legal advisor to Vodafone and Allen and Overy is providing lender counsel. Sokgen is sole debt advisor to Vodafone. Moving from Europe and into Africa, South Africa's Department of Water and Sanitation is seeking to install renewable energy projects across 19 of its waterworks, buildings, and dams. 
Expressions of interest are invited from independent power producers to design, build, finance, and operate renewable energy projects. Eligible technologies include floating or ground-mounted PV, hydropower, and wind. Projects can either be standalone or grid-connected. Uh, the department, quote, intends to procure new electricity generation capacity from IPP to reduce the ongoing and increasing cost of energy and reliance on electricity from the grid, according to the tender document. Successful projects should be operational for 20 years, and the deadline for submissions is April 18th. Moving from Africa and into our last region for today in Asia Pacific, uh, Saudi Aramco and Chinese partners have agreed to build a $12.2 billion oil refinery and petrochemical project in northeastern China. The project, expected to start in 2026 to meet the country's growing demand for fuel and chemicals, will be in Liaoning's province city of Panjin. It will be Aramco's second major refining petrochemical investment in China and follows the world's top oil exporter, reporting a record profit of $161 billion in 2022. Joint venture Haojin Aramco Petrochemical Company, or HAPCO, will build and operate the complex that will house a 300,000 barrels per day oil refinery with an annual production capacity of 1.65 million tons of ethylene and 2 million tons of paraxylene, state-owned Aramco said. Panjin Jiaxing Industrial Group is also partnering on the project. Construction at the complex will start in the second quarter after product secures the required administrative approvals. Aramco will supply up to 210,000 barrels per day of crude oil as the feedstock for the plant. And state-owned Norinco Group, a Chinese military equipment maker, owns 51% of HAPCO, while Aramco and Paijin Zhiqing holds states of 30% and 19%, respectively. Separately, Aramco on Sunday signed a memorandum of understanding with the southern Chinese province of Guangdong to explore cooperation in sectors including energy, finance, research and innovations, according to a post on the provincial government's website. Guangdong, China's largest provincial economy, has drawn global firms like ExxonMobil and BASF, each building large-scale petrochemical complexes producing high-value chemicals. And that's it for today. If you are interested in learning any more about any of our stories or any of the events that I have mentioned today, then please do visit us at ProximoInfo.com. Until next week.